today I want to tell you some good news. And today God led me to this. What do you want to begin today? Here's what I think God wants to begin today is real, tangible, powerful worship. Uh, I believe that we all have a perspective on worship. I want to challenge it from actually a text that I have previously never preached from a worship angle. Let's go to Joshua 6. Joshua 6, starting in verse 1. When we begin to read this, you're going to catch on a little bit to the story. It may be familiar to you if you've been in church any amount of time. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing their horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout. Someone say shout. You said it at a probably uh, very, very uh, average volume level. Now someone say what the word implies. Someone say shout. Yeah. Really what you did is you shouted shout. They, they shouted. God didn't want them to whisper for some reason. He didn't want them to stretch their hands out and just believe on behalf of the walls that they would come down. He didn't ask them to bow their heads. And just pray one last time. He actually asked them to do something that was a little bit out of their comfort zone. I want you to shout and watch the walls come down. Everybody played their instruments, and but the people shouted as loud as they could. So then the walls of the town will collapse, and the people can charge straight into the town. What's unique about this scripture, obviously, we know the end. We know what happens. It all happens. It all it comes to fruition. It's, it's an amazing story. What we just read, that portion, though, was God's command part of it. None of it had happened yet. This is almost, almost the most important part as Joshua has to believe God before he sees God move. Have you ever been in that place with God? Like you would rather God move than you kind of can believe that God is a good God. He's asking Joshua, can you do this for me? Everything else and the results and, and me, that's going to be on my timing. I just want you to move. I just want you to get out of your comfort zone. And I want you to shout when I say shout. I'm going to go to Psalm just to kind of piggyback. Psalm 98.4 says this. It says, shout unto the Lord, all the earth. I love this part. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Uh, I, I, I wanted to touch on worship for this reason. We are a very uh, forward kind of worshiping church. We have people that come to the altar. We have people in here that are sweating during worship. You're like, it's hot in here. Yes, but you know you get your worship on. You know, you, you, when you ever been next to somebody in church and you're like, look, you're worshiping way too hard. Like, you go in hard and you can't even sing on pitch. I actually love those people. You know why? Because they have no recollection of anybody around them because they see the one person deserving of their praise. I love those people. We may not give you a mic, but you got a spot. 
And as long as you got a spot, you got to praise. And I, I, I love our church because we're very forward in this, but I want to address this. I think, yes, there's all kinds of worship, uh, uh, even, even looks and even approaches. Yes, I believe you can worship God standing still as long as your heart is set fully on him. I do believe passion comes in different packages. I do believe sometimes you got to shout. I, I, I can't get by the fact sometimes i got to get a little bit vigilant. As hard as the enemy is attacking me, I want to turn that righteous indignation and anger towards my praise and my worship. I don't want to fight the enemy tooth for tooth. I want to tell him where he belongs with my worship. Now I want to just talk about on, on, on real worship. I named it this. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I love the song, so I stole the title. This is how I fight my battles. God, I pray today we learn how to fight how you want us to fight. And when that starts to happen, we'll see that we have the God that has never lost on our side. In Jesus' name. Someone say amen. amen. Someone shout amen. amen. Woo, I, I'm in the right church. I got the 11 o'clock. Y'all slept in. I believe we need to get worship right here. In the current season you're in, you need to get used to it. You need to get used to loud worship sometimes too. You need to get used to passionate worship. You need to get used to people praising around you. But I pray that praise jumps on you a little bit. Because sometimes we come to church and this is the only place we seemingly feel God. But the only problem is we could be living off the anointing of the person next to us when we need to find our own anointing to fight Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We don't always get a congregational anointing where everybody, you may have people around you that have pursued God so hard all this week, right? And you didn't. And you're, sometimes you need that. But you can't survive off that. Sometimes you need your own voice. You need your own praise life. You need your own worship. And you can't take Larry with you. Like some of you want Larry to wake up with you on Monday morning and play the keys and say, good morning. Get up, lift your hands. You'd be like, what are you doing in my room? You don't need a worship leader following you. You don't need a pastor preaching at you every moment, every day, every second. You actually are your own worship leader. You should be your own pastor sometimes because sometimes it's Wednesday afternoon and your boss is being ugly, but you got to stand there on the foundation of God and not respond to that because you know him. I don't respond to opinions and man, I got God on my side. That's why you don't worship when life is good. You worship because God is good. You don't worship based on the condition of what you're walking through. You'll never worship. I'm not based my worship on how I'm doing. I base my worship on who he is. Stop bringing God a conditional praise. Only when I feel it. Only when it's good. Even if I, if I haven't sinned maybe in a few hours. then And then your level of praise is directly dependent on the last time you sinned. Stop that. God said come as you are. I'll take your yokes. I'll take your burdens. And I will give you a new life. You are a new creation. Stop worshiping conditional. Break out of the box and get out of your comfort zone a little bit. 
If you Again, some of you are raised, like I was just raised in a church. My dad was raised Catholic. He didn't understand this whole world. I've just been raised in a church that's a little more calm than that. I get it. I'm okay with that. But there are times where calm does not bring the answer you need. If that was the case, why do I see all through the Bible? Shout. Break forth in praise. Like my mom used to do. She used to kick off her shoes when it got real good. And you knew a worship service was good when shoes came off. I'm like, whoo, my mom's feeling it right now. Even my first story of how to worship, she turned around and she forcefully lifted my hands. She said, you're going to worship. I didn't feel anything in that moment from God. I just felt frustration because I was like, no, I will not worship. Right? I was like a young man. I was like fighting. I was like, I'm not going to worship. I'm going to win this battle. And then I realized over time, because we get, we, we get religious with worship because, well, sometimes it's, it's, it's only, well, they ask me to lift my hands. I don't really believe. Why do we get in a, in, a, in a playing of a game like, well, okay, if I lift my hands, do I get more of God? I don't know, but you got out of your comfort zone. <laughs> like, we're trying to figure out God by putting thoughts and beliefs on him. I, I know the Bible says lift your hands. Shoot, I'm not going to question it. I'm going all in, even with pit stains. <laughs> that kind of worship where you don't really consider other people's eyes cutting at you, which you're not in the church that will do that. Because we believe you can come as you are. You can worship as you are. You can have a breakthrough right where you're at, too. You don't have to become anything for God to be your everything. You can just be right here. But I want to bring real Worship, what is real worship? Worship is not just a set list. It does not begin and end with a set list. I think church should be a, a celebration of a week of worship. I think you should worship from Monday through Saturday. You bring yourself to Sunday morning and you're so fired up about God and about what he's doing. And then Larry starts playing those keys and you're like, I just can't help it. I got my dancing feet on today because I praise Monday through Saturday. You don't have dancing feet on because life's been good. You have dancing feet because God's been good. You have adjusted your heart. And I love that outset, but I want to bring that to a place where I say worship is so much more than music. It's actually your focus. What are you focused on more than anything else? What are you concerned about? What do you, what do you want to see happen in your life? And sometimes it's very easy to worship a job or promotion, worship a, I, I worship a relationship that I don't have yet because I really want that relationship to happen in my life. And you begin to worship what could be. I believe a lot of Christians are caught in what we're worshiping what could be. Instead, we need to worship what already is. If we worship what could be, you're just worshiping a God that hopefully he'll do what I want him to do. But you worship the God who is. He's already good enough right where he's at. He doesn't have to do one more thing for me. He's already done enough. I worship from a place where he's done enough. He doesn't need to do another thing. I worship from that place. That train is shouting me down right now. <laughs> I, I want to give you four ways in this Jericho story on how to fight your battles. Thank you. <laughs> He's going for it. Four ways to fight your battles in this, in this uh, Jericho march, if you will. Number one, you worship with faith. Worship with faith. In Joshua 6 2, he, he spoke, God spoke to Joshua and said, I have given you 
the city. I've given you the town. I've given you all the enemy. I've given it over to you. Joshua's in a unique place. God is speaking to him. I've given it to you. But in reality, he doesn't have it yet. Have you ever been in that tension? God spoke it. I don't see it. Have you ever been in a place where you believe God is going to do something on your behalf, but he hasn't done it? Have you ever been in the process of a promise so long you don't even know if God's going to come through? What I'm saying is that Joshua, it was all dependent on if he got up, if he actually obeyed God and believed God. I'm not going to walk in life by what I see. I walk by faith, not by sight. I may not see it, but he said it. I am built on the word of God. My life doesn't have to be better for me to start believing God. I want to get to a place where I have that kind of trust and that kind of obedience and that kind of belief in God. I want to worship with faith, a real belief in my heart that he's going to do it. It's in that process. But it's one of those things. When Joshua begins the march, it said it was about an hour around the town. He had to march around the town. About an hour. It's, it's amazing to me because humanity, we want, we want to see progress. Right? He just says, you're just going to walk around. On the seventh day, just do some stuff. Right? Shout and things will happen. But the other days, just walk. I mean, first off, that's some of the best form of worship you can come up with. Sometimes you just got to wake up and walk again. That's just like, if that's all you can do, just walk with God again. Don't quit right now. It's always too soon to give in. Never give up on a God that never gave up on you. But we always want to see progress. I would love, as I was walking around, I would love to see, like, after the first day, a couple bricks fall. Fell off the wall. Hey, you see that? We did it. Okay. We're going somewhere. And then you, you go day two, and, like, 32 bricks fall. And you're like, yeah. You see that? We're doing the right thing. Nothing happens. What happens when you feel like what you're doing isn't working? Can you still worship when you feel it's not working? Can you worship when you don't deem it progress, but it may be progress to God? God may call it progress. You call it a failure. Trust God's opinion. I should say truth. Because we don't see what happens when you don't see a little bit of good come your way. You, you say, God, you told me I was going to be married. I don't even have a prospect. I mean, I ain't got any bricks falling. My Christian mingled DM box is empty. You know what I'm saying? I just need a few bricks to fall. What happens when nothing is falling? But you got a promise. Never let the process start to haze your viewpoint of what God already said is yours. He said you already have it. He said it's going to happen. You just got to keep walking from a place of faith. I worship from a place, not I hope he does it. He will do it. That's faith. Faith is not only he can do it. Faith is he will. I believe he will. 
So I come from that place. I don't know what your family situation is. He will save your family. I don't know what your personal body or your infliction on yourself is. If you have a diagnosis, he will heal you. On this earth or in heaven, you will be healed. You got to see his promises are yes and amen. We worship. Now, I want to tell you this. When you get God's breakthrough or his answer, when God comes through, it should not build your faith. It should Confirm your faith. Because you're, you're thinking when he comes through, oh, he did it. Okay. Okay, I'm built now. It should confirm what you already knew. That God is still working on my behalf. He who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. I stand from a place where my God is doing things when I'm sleeping, when I don't even know I'm doing my 9 to 5. God's doing his 24-7. You got to know today God is working. You just worship from a place of faith. God, I just I come to you from a place where I don't know what's going on in my world, but I know I need to get in your world. If I get your presence in my world, I'll be okay. Don't be destination-minded. Stop trying to get somewhere because you miss the miracle of what's right now. What's right now? What's the miracle of right now? You have access to the presence of God. And in the presence of God is fullness of joy. It's the peace you've been searching for. It's that breakthrough of anxiety that you've been dying to get. It's that chaotic moment. God is the healer of that chaotic moment. You bring it back to God. Worship with faith. Number two. Ways to fight your battle. Worship while moving. Worship while moving. Don't stop. It's like an old country song. If you're going through hell, don't stop, baby. Keep on moving. I think a lot of us, life stops us. And we start to consider life. And we ponder life. And we, we, we try to fight life. And we, we try to consider a few things. Why are we going through this? Did I do this to myself? What, and you're actually wasting ch- time trying to, to find answers when you should just be bringing God to your situation. But you got to keep moving. So many times pain stops us in our tracks. I'm here to tell you maybe something that's not so shocking. Life will keep moving despite you. You ever notice that? Like, you just want a breather, and then life just brings another punch. And it's, it feels like it's like the worst round ever. You're like, why couldn't we spread the punches out over the 12-round fight? Why did it all come in round, round six? What, what in the world? Why did I get, I got demolished in that season? Yeah, but you didn't quit. Yeah, but you didn't give up. And you came back stronger. You kept moving. I even had a family who just lost their father. It was a tragic situation, but the realization for them is what? Life keeps going. And the realization for you is this. If life keeps going, my worship can never end. I cannot let life run me. I cannot be run over by the pains of life. There is going to be circumstantial moments where you're looking at it and you're saying, where is God in this? I'm going to say he's right next to you, baby. You just got to look over. He never left you. He's not going to leave you hanging right now. You have somebody in your corner to fight with, but you got to worship. That means you got to say, not God, would you just heal my problems? You got to say, God, you are great. You're sovereign. You're still on the throne. I don't want to pray my problems. I want to pray the solution. 
I want our praise and our worship to be from such a place where I don't even consider what I'm going through. I love those people that are always joyful, even the afflicted, even in the middle of a difficult season, they're joyful. Why? Because they don't care about what's happening to them. It's just proof that God is working. I'm being attacked. That means God's working. I'm being pushed against, and I'm feeling the pressures of life. That means God's marked me. I got something, but I choose to praise. I choose to lift up a holy name. And I don't care who's moving around me because I know there's going to be all tribes, all tongues in this church. We're going to come and we're going to worship together, every background, every color, every race. We're going to come just as we are. That's the kind of church we are, but we're not going to stop moving. This church will not stop moving. Your worship life's not going to stop moving. Your relationships are not going to stop moving. As long as you get God in the center of it all, you'll realize everything else is moving pretty quick, but you choose to not give up your worship. Don't give up the one thing that can help save your soul. Because you're giving up your connection. Worship is your connecting point. I, I got to stay connected to the vine. I got to stay connected to my source. That's why I got to worship. That means you got to drive around in the car. Yes, sometimes you got to put on music just to get some demons out of your mind because people will be cutting you off. And you saying words like sanctification right on, right on the tailgate. You know what I'm saying? Like You're just, you're not happy about it. And you need Jesus to step in and do something. But I want to tell you, don't lay down in your worship. Don't give in on your worship. Let no man take your passion of worship away from you. Let no pain diminish your shout. You still approach the throne boldly. Boldly. Come to the throne of God. Come boldly to the throne of our God. There you're going to find help in your time of need. But you got to come boldly. you got to come with a shout. You'll be like, I don't have much to give. You give what you've got. That's what worship is. You give it away, but you worship while moving. You know what's ironic about this? They just said, I need you to do this. I need you to walk. And they just kept moving. If you just keep moving, breakthrough is coming. I know we want a moment of breakthrough, but a lot of times God gives us breakthrough in almost like a long setting. It's in little moments and incremental times where one day you didn't see the breakthrough, but they had to do one day to get to six days and to get to seven. We can't neglect day three. I know you want to move on from day three, but you need day three. I know you want day seven. I know you want the walls falling. But sometimes you got to believe God even when there's no progression of breakthrough. When you don't see God working. When you don't see him moving. When nothing's being shaken up. When nothing's being done. You still walk around the walls. Even when you have no indication. You still believe God is going to do it. Oh, day five is going to be a good one because you woke up emotionally well. And you're not angry at life, and then you get to the end of the day, it's just like day two. As long as you don't stop walking, day seven is coming. Day seven is coming your way. Number three, you worship without knowing. Can I just tell you right now, you don't have to know everything to worship the God of everything. Why do I, humanity, we're funny. We want to know it, 
before we praise him. We, we, we want to know what's going on, and then we'll praise. Stop waiting for God to do it. It's okay to praise in the middle. You got to praise a quarter of the way. You got to praise on day two, three, four, five. You, you got to keep it moving. We got to worship without knowing what God's doing, when he's going to do it, because his ways are higher and his timing is different than our timing. I, I was just at Disney with Lindsay where we were free to ride every ride because we had no kids. First time without kids in a couple years. And uh, we went on this ride. We went to, we got in line at the Monsters, Inc. ride. Enjoyed that movie from years ago, and I'm so excited about this ride. Like, whoo, I know we're grown, but I'm pumped. And you get in the line, and you get in the back, and you just wait. We're about an hour in of just weaving. We're clearly the oldest people there. <laughs> and we get to about 20 people from the front. We're almost there. And someone comes over the loudspeaker. The ride is now broken. I'm sitting there like, no, it's not. I'm going to get on it. Even if it's not moving, I'm going to look at some, some Disney picture things. I don't know what I know. Just let me on the ride. They let me on. It's broken. And they said this. We're going to fix it, but there's no timetable on when it'll be fixed. And that was all they left us with. Okay, you tell me, I'm at the front of this line. I'm, I'm about to go in the next few turns. And, and you can't even give me a time on when? So I had to wait, we waited in line, five minutes passed, like one person walks out, 10 minutes passed, maybe one or two uh, more families left. 15 minutes passed, people leaving. 20 minutes, people are I've realized there's, a, there's an expiration time on everybody when they leave, when something's being fixed. Isn't this how God works? Comes over the loudspeaker of your heart. Um, uh, yeah, I'm fixing it. Uh, I'm going to do it. I just can't give you in. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to stand in line then. And I'm going to wait for mine. I'm going to get mine. Because it seemed like everybody else. And what, what do you do? What, what I immediately did in that moment, I was so jealous. If we would have gotten here 20 minutes earlier, I would have been able to ride. And we do a what if game. And we compare our lives to other people that got to experience what, what we want to experience. And what it does is it steals the joy of the journey. And it steals the moment from our lives. And I stood there. And I realized God was speaking. He said, this is kind of how I work. People have an expiration time on me. If they don't see it when they want it, they'll walk. Don't walk right now. Don't walk too soon. He's still working on your behalf. I promise you, if it's been six months, you got to stand firm. If it's been a year, you got to stay firm. If it's been two years, you just got to trust that God has all things under control. He is the God that makes all things work together for your good. You got to see today, you trust a God who's doing something you can't see. Don't leave now. He's fixing it. Stay in line. And don't get jealous of other people that are in front of you. Just keep worshiping.
Number four, how you fight your battles. You worship. I love this one. Ooh, you worship with a shout. I got my I got my my sweat rag out for that one. Felt Pentecostal when I said that. <laughs> I'm actually just really hot. You worship with a shout. I love it that at the end, dignity didn't bring the walls down. Composure didn't bring the walls down. Being comfortable didn't bring the walls down. God could have spoken anything. Why did he choose a shout? Because sometimes it's the very thing that gets you to get over what's been over you. I'm telling you something. If you can't get over it, that means you're under it. Help somebody. If you can't get over it, that means you're under it. You are called to get over it. You are called to climb above it. And you got to do it with a shout sometimes. You got to keep walking. But when day seven comes, you don't even know the results of it. But sometimes you got to put your passionate shoes on and say, this isn't in my normal nature. I've grown up maybe in a comfortable setting. But today is the day I shout. Today is the day I step on what I'm called to step on. Today I get passionate again. Today I put the devil under my feet again. Today I need to let her cry out from the depths of my soul. Sometimes you got to look foolish to get what God has. Shout in the wall. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Sometimes you got to shout. Am I being too passionate? No. Because my walls are coming down. Sometimes you got to let out a cry. Sometimes you got to not care about what they think. Sometimes you have to neglect how you grew up. You got to neglect the religion you've been taught. You got to neglect the conservatism of what you've been walking in. And you got to break through and shout again. Someone shout again.